forever. Dog! How are you feeling, snake boy? Well, 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 if it isn't the best show, back again on another Tuesday night, and we've got a big one for you tonight. OCs, one of my favorite bands ever, gonna play a session we got from them, them being OCs, doing their brand new album in its entirety. Where else are you gonna get that? Nowhere else. Best show's got it. That's coming up. And... Big announcement. Big announcement. We're going to talk about that as soon as we get back from the intro. And I tell you right now, let's start the intro. show that will never be stopped you guys whether you can handle it or not you got the best it's the best show so strap in stupid i don't like that part take that part out i'm not calling my audience stupid my audience is one of the smartest audiences that there is i've seen the um I've seen the the listener studies and feedback through the podcast industry. I know which shows have the dumbest listeners, and you'd be shocked. You would be shocked. Throughout the show tonight, I'll name a couple of them. Dumbest audiences. Hollywood Handbook. Dumb as the day is long, their audience. Dumb as the day is long. I've seen the IQ tests that their audience took. They're busy filling in things about hamburger sandwiches and speak on that when the question was, what's three plus two? Too smart for their own good. I'd like to make a point tonight, an open statement before the show begins, to the DHL driver who let the door 
of the coffee bean and tea leaf. Hit me. He kicked it open. Didn't hold it for me. I'm holding four drinks. None of these drinks are for me, mind you. Got one for everybody on this team. Every week. What's everybody want? Get it. I carry it in. This bum, this 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 rat in a it was like if you took a bag of garbage and you put a DHL shirt on it. Let the thing hit me. What am I going to wear coffee all over my thing? Like iced tea? And also, Brett Bohm, he orders a hot black coffee. It's 300 degrees out every week. Just, you take that as a, he says it makes it cooler. Oh, the hot coffee actually makes it you cool down. It's weird. It's weird. We all know it's weird. But God bless him. The, the DHL driver. You're on notice. We ever cross paths, DHL driver. Ooh, you're going to get it. And this guy didn't even buy anything at the coffee bean. He goes in. I'm putting my order together. He starts hovering around that gap between where the person taking the orders and the person making the drinks, hoping he could catch someone's eye. Look to the left. Maybe he'll, this person will stop ringing up the person and answer my question. Look to the right. Maybe they'll stop making drinks and notice me. Wait your turn. So you know what he finally does? He goes, what's the code for the bathroom when he finally gets the attention of somebody? What's the code? He goes in, does who knows, God knows what he's doing in there. These DHL people. He comes out, I'm getting four drinks. This guy comes out, he ducks, he does the bathroom duck, kicks the door, lets it bounce back in my face. While I'm carrying four drinks. I know who you are, DHL guy. You, this is your route is in this area. Your route is in this area. Tread lightly, DHL guy. You made an enemy. And I'm crabby. I've been crabby for the last 11 years or thereabouts. And the stuff is boiling up in me. And it might, you might get a special delivery. And when I'm done, DHL is going to stand for these hands lashing out. Stand for. No, that's good. These hands lashing out is what it's going to stand for. So, well, well, well. Welcome back to the best show. We just heard Sweet Spirit from their album from a bunch of years ago. Uh, the album was Kokomo. And they're so good. You got Sweet Spirit. You got a giant dog. 
gotten a lot of sweet spirit over the last few years. Guess what? We're about to get some gi- a giant dog coming soon. Can't wait. Somebody's got the album. Not me. A giant dog are coming through Q4, quarter, fourth quarter, 2023. You get ready. Who knows? Maybe we get him to swing by best show. Wouldn't that be fun? Wouldn't that be fun, AP Mike? That would be fun. That would be. There he is. I love it. Right on the job. Wouldn't that be fun, Pat Byrne? Yeah. I can't wait. I love it fast. Wouldn't that be fun? Jason Gore. Yeah, it'd be pure joy, Tom. Pure joy. Pure joy. How this is it, everyone. We have convened. As you know, it is that special time when I realize I deleted the song from <laughs> the computer. No. No, you didn't. Now, where is it? I got the theme here. We somewhere. should be playing. The boys are back in town because it's all four of us again. It is. It's the four horsemen are back. It's... uh. We got Pat was on assignment. Um, I can't find this song. Hold on. Oh, there it is. Never mind. There it is. There it is. I can play the theme. Everybody knows it's. Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, I need more men. Four men. Horsemen. This and that was it. Here come the horsemen. Uh, you're the horsemen. horsemen. Oh, yeah, here comes the horsemen. Jason. Yeah, yeah. You're singing along. Oh no, I wasn't. That was the recording. You were. This mic's been off. You know, you're the guy who shows up to the concert wearing the band's shirt yeah a little bit like you'd show up to a matchbox 20 concert wearing a matchbox 20 shirt already that i made with like puff paints you made with puff paints yeah just a show now look it's a great theme i appreciate it how's everybody do how are how are the horsemen doing tonight doing good i I was uh, unable to go to tonight's uh, Guns N' Roses show at MetLife Stadium. Oh, no. Why is yeah. that? Well, I'm doing the best show. Mike. There you go. <laughs> if you wanted to see Guns N' Roses, you just say the word. We would have made a, an exception. You could have called in from Guns N' Roses. Mike, you want to know what? Uh-huh. This is an act of loyalty. 650,000 points. Good God. <laughs> I think the last time Guns N' Roses played MetLife Stadium, there mm-hmm. were arrests for prostitution in the parking mm-hmm. lot. So, sure, it was uh, it was tough, t- yeah. tough not to go. No, I think it's great for the Guns N' Roses to be uh, in year eleven of this uh, <laughs> this this thing where they only play yeah. the albums that they made in the eighties and nineties. Does anybody need to hear that? They do have two new songs, though, Tom. Oh, do they play them live? They do. What, play are, them. what are they called? Uh, we have T-shirts for sale and bathroom break. <laughs> I mean, you're close. One is called Rock School. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the other one was so unmemorable. I don't remember. They should have somebody, a new band. Uh, no, an old band should actually 
I dare any legacy act to write a new song called Check Out the T-Shirts. <laughs> How would that go for a GNR? It would probably go like, boom, I don't know, but it would be like like Mr. Brownstone. They would do like, I want to have our T-Shirts. We got everything <laughs> at the stand. We got hoodies and jackets. Everything you can want. You've been waiting for all this merch and we got it at the four different stations around the arena. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh-huh. Mike, it's like you just saw Guns N' Roses. Yeah. There you go. Mike, I'm going to make it even better for you. I want to send this next song out <laughs> to my best friend, Mike. Do you know where you are, Mike? You're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> Does that make you feel better? It's like, uh, you're going to die. I, re- I remember I did work uh, one of their shows uh-huh. uh, a few years ago. Uh-huh. And their audience were, were good tippers. I'll give them that much. Sure. Um, but uh, they, they had cash on hand. They had cash on hand. Yeah. Wasn't theirs, but they had cash. <laughs> they had cash, yes. which is always pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember the, the what's, what's the guy with the hat? What's his name again? Slash, 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 Slash. <laughs> Slash big moment during the show. He does a sort of instrumental, and uh, it was the Godfather theme for some reason. Um, so he so plays the a, Godfather theme. <laughs> yeah, he does a long. A long uh, solo of the Godfather's theme. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's still doing that. I'm sure he is. Yeah. It's not <laughs> I mean, a different show, Mike. Yeah, I, it's I, the I, exact I mean, same show. Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, know. I don't know how often they're saying, like, guys, we got to keep this thing fresh. <laughs> what if we do Rocket Queen <laughs> earlier in the set? Um, No, look good for them they're making all the money they're making all the money pat how was your trip oh it was amazing it was so good and relaxing and i never been to like a gulf beach town before okay but we were at the bottom of alabama and okay. you know they have like barrier islands just like uh we have here at the jersey shore very similar mm-hmm. but it's it's southern style and we were right on the border of where alabama touches florida or florabama as people call it down there oh alabama right and there's a there's a bar there called florabama do you know that song pat you ever hear the song alabama by who neil young you've definitely heard it because you you had i definitely heard it yeah, that's what I want to see if I caught you. I want to see if I caught you. There was a little bit of gotcha. I want to yeah. see if you'd say, <laughs> "I never heard it." Then I'd be like, "You never listened to anything on so far." Then, <laughs> then he'd have to do a report, and you'd have to do a book report. I made I'd Jason. Do a... We're doing the show Rubenesque, and I'll tell everybody about the Patreon. We do the show Rubenesque, where we go through the catalog of Rick Rubin, listening to all the albums he produced in like every two years. I just want to give you a little heads up. We're about to record a new episode. This is, without a doubt, (laughs) the worst music I've ever heard in my life. It is hard. This one is hard. It's so bad. 
<laughs> Am I wrong? Oh God, no. Yeah. What well, you you didn't like Raging Slabs? Sing Monkey Sing. We'll talk about that plenty. <laughs> okay. Don't worry, everybody. If you're wondering whether there's a four and a half hour Tom Petty album, there is. <laughs> and if you were concerned that every song would be mid tempo, don't worry, they all are. They all every are. one of them is mid tempo. Yeah. And completely interchangeable. And that's the maybe the best album in the yeah, whole bunch. Yeah. I um, want to do a four hour album. Yeah. What's he go? He's like, you're missing up my mind. Right? <laughs> that's good. Thank you. That's why I did it. No, I like microphone for everyone to hear. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Hey, good, good one, John. Good one. Good, good one. one. Good. Think I'm doing the bad ones? Hey. <laughs> If I do the bad ones, I'll try my William Friedkin impression. I can't, still can't figure out. Last two weeks, I'm going around the house, going, ah, uh, you know, a lot of people. Like he's got that <laughs> voice. I'm trying to like capture, yeah, the William Friedkin voice. When I'm doing The Exorcist, I had a, it's like, oh, I can't get it. Everyone, any news? Four Horsemen? Anything uh, uh, setting you off? You want to bring up? I'm when just, does the Slayer end? It doesn't. It doesn't end. Okay. It doesn't when does end. Slayer end? You mean because they're... Yeah. Oh, get yeah. ready. Yeah. It seems like we listen to one for every show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through it, and we have it in episode 12. We'll have it in episode 13. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it keeps yeah. going to the end there. We, uh, we will Mike, see. Mike, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. You know, just Mike, like Chili Peppers. Mike, when I was shooting French Connection, I was trying to... Really, just make it realistic, and I'm like, I'm getting closer. That is that. I, yeah. We're getting closer, everybody. Like Paul McCartney said, we're getting closer. Um, like ten years after said, right? Ten years after, who did that song? Grand Funk Railroad. Not ten yeah. years after. They're pretty interchangeable, though. It's I think bad. It all sucks. Yeah. So everybody, we got the Horsemen here. When, OCs are coming up shortly. Hang in there, everybody. Like OCs are probably like a half hour away. Half hour away for OCs. So hang in. It's gonna be. It's, it's it's and get this. It's the OCs. They're doing their freaking new album in its entirety on the show. They learned these songs for the show. They're not gonna play most of these ever again. They learned them for this session. Their new album is called Intercepted Message. It comes out on Friday. You hear the whole album now. Live in the studio. Coming up shortly on the best show. And nice conversation with me and John Dwyer also. Horseman, stand down and stand by. I will uh, talk to you soon. This DHL guy, he's local. I know what time you are around the coffee bean now, dude. I got it. I got it. It's just basically humanity. You don't let a door hit someone in the face. You don't kick it open with such force that it flies back. Again, these hands. I'm going to light it up. 
couple pieces of business. We also have a big announcement. OC is coming up, like I said. Patreon is where you support the show. Patreon.com slash the best show. We've got all sorts of stuff going up. We've got, uh, there's Best Show Best up there. There's ad-free versions of the show. Four Horsemen, Make Mike Marvel, which is the most amazing uh, series going where Mike and Brett Davis watch all the Marvel movies and shows. Um, Ruben S. coming up very soon. A lot of stuff going up on the Patreon. You won't regret it. And... And, and the t-shirts. Remember, everybody ordered their best show t-shirts. The t-shirts are at the printer now. The shirts are at the printer. They are being printed literally as I speak. Well, not maybe not literally. Maybe they're having dinner now. We're going to get them out in the next couple few weeks. The shirts are going to be shipped out. You're going to get your shirt. You're going to love it. They are amazing. Best show four. That's the number four life.myshopify.com. There will be some overstock, limited overstock. Once they're gone, they're gone. Now, it's big announcement time. I want to say to the audience this. Well, first of all, the number is 201-989-0012 if you want to get on on hold uh, for uh, We Will Be Talking. Open phones all night. Open phones. Whatever you want to talk about is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to do. We ended last week's show with people throwing out suggestions for what they, guesses for what they thought the um, big announcement was. People are in the chat right now. Throw out some and now uh, guesses. Let's see your guesses. Uh, let's see. Poostix reunion. No. Uh, tour. Not just yet. Uh, maybe down the road. Tom's running for president. Not likely. The shirts are being printed. That one is correct. That's not the thing. I'm not going to be at the gathering of the Juggalos. I'm not pregnant. I'm not buying a monkey. I will not be forming a Slayer cover band. I will not be releasing Best Show branded beef jerky. That's not happening. I'm not joining Guns N' Roses. I'm not going to riff on the news. Trump will not be a guest on the next episode. Um, I'm into re... Uh, red... Uh, what? I don't know. AI Tom's not taking over. Tom, you should buy a monkey. That's not a guess. That's more of a uh, suggestion. Uh, let's see. Moving the show to Club Random. No, Gary the Squirrel's being shaved live on the air. That's not happening. Ahoy the movie. No. Tom starts surfing. Would be fun. Not happening. I bought a Megan doll. No. I wish David Letterman as a guest. Who knows? Tom gets a soul patch. Definitely not happening. Uh, people seconding the soul patch. It's not happening twice as much now. A Newbridge cartoon. Tom is the third OC's drummer. R3, D7, becomes sentient. Fingers crossed on that one. 
Tom grows a beard. Don't don't uh, hold your breath on that one. Tom starts wearing a choo-choo hat. More likely than me growing a beard. I'm moving the show to Myrtle Beach. No. Um, people really want that soul patch. It's not happening. Um, I get a tattoo live. Not a bad idea. The show moves to Earwolf. Yeah, that's it. You got it. Tom is Alf. Oh, my God. Why am I? Alf is coming back. You tell me I couldn't do Alf. Hey, Willie. What's going on? Right? Come on. Show moves to Vegas. No, that's Eddie Trunk. Uh, Tom marries Margot Robbie. No. Um, Tom found a favorite new candy bar. No, that's not happening. Tube Top Tuesdays. Great idea. Uh, not going to happen. Um. Live action Steven Universe. No, that's not happening. Tom turned out to have been the high Barbie guy. Uh, no, moving the show to Truth Social. That's not happening. Man, nobody's getting it. Tom is joining Broken Lizard. No, I'm not. It never ends being translated to Klingon. No. Uh, Tom throws a mattress into a hotel pool. I wish. Come on, guys. You're missing it. You're missing it. You're close. Joining Broken Social Scene. We got a lot of Canadians in the chat right now. Um, has anybody seen it come up? Nope. Okay. Yeah, not once. Not once. Tom is retiring and hands the reins to AP Mike. Maybe. Uh, that's not the announcement, though. Best show action figures. No. Ahoy Season 2. Down the road. Not yet, though. Um, let's see theme park. Tom's going to be in the upcoming community movie. No, that won't be happening. I'm the new showrunner of mad TV. No, I'm a hologram in the ABBA show. I wish, uh, Tom reads my comment. There you go. Space cop junior. Tom is dying. Like, uh, Bob Dylan said, he who is not busy living is a busy day. The bridge limited series on Disney plus. No, I went to the picket line that happened, but that's not what it is. Join the cast of SNL. No. Uh, go to, I went to CC's pizza again. No, no. The zest show, a citrus spinoff. Vance returns. Vance is a part of the Gary, the squirrel show. Vance is back already. Um, Tom gets a vasectomy. What's going on with you maniacs? As Tom stands on Hollywood Boulevard and gives free hugs. The least likely one yet. Um, Tom goes to work at DHL. No. Meet my friends. The friends returns. That's happening. That's happening. That's not it, though. John Hamm is the new sidekick. No, that's not happening. Nobody has gotten it. Nobody has gotten it. Tom goes to Disney alone with a gummy. Not out of the running. That's not the announcement, though. Tom goes to the mayor. Great one. Jimmy Pardo got late, late, late shown. Tom's the sidekick. I'm moving to England. No. I'm recording an album. No. I'm exhuming Laurel and Hardy. Someone was just close. Didn't get it. 
So close. So close. Who is that? Ryan? You were close, Ryan. Cut it in half, Ryan, and then you'll get it right. Tom becomes a werewolf. Um, ain't nobody getting it in this thing. Not taking over the Daily Show. Tom writing another book. That might be happening right now. Okay. May I play the announcement? They said it couldn't be done. Tom did it. They said he couldn't do it again. Hell, he said he wouldn't do it again. But somehow, he's doing it again. Live music. Special guests. Tons of surprises. The best show with Tom Sharpley. A 24-hour marathon. Beginning Tuesday, September 12th at 9 p.m. EST, 6 p.m. PST. Ending 24 hours later. May God have mercy on Tom's soul. That's right. September 12th. Best show 24 2. Best show 24, September 12th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. 24 hours. I did it before. Just recently, the anniversary just passed a couple weeks ago. We did it late July, July 27th last year. This is going to be September 12th. And I'm just going to say this. I've been working on it a lot. We've all been working on it a lot. We're we're going for it. You know what the last one was. We know how to do it now. It's only going to be better because we know what we're doing this time and i'm telling you we got some stuff up our sleeves it's gonna be great cannot wait i will say this if anybody out there has this is what i say are we working on guests? Of course I'm working on guests. We're all working on guests. If you're listening and you got an in to a big, I'm saying big, capital B, capital I, capital G, guest. I'm not looking for somebody saying they got the the, uh, the guy who, uh, you know, yeah, the, 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 the guy who uh, exposed himself in Teen Wolf to Actually, I would want to talk to that person. I take that back. Teen Wolf 2. Is it Teen Wolf 2? Where there's somebody secretly uh, revealing themselves in the bleachers. It's one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in my life. 
I do want to talk to that guy. But if you got the inside track on a giant heavy hitter, you met Tom now. And there's a couple people, you know who they are. I've been chasing after a couple people for a long, long time. I could use a little help. And if you got a pure inside track, you let me know, please. A couple people were banging our heads against the wall trying to get. One of them, her initials are L. L uh, D R. You let me know. Hey Tom, I think I could get you uh, Mike Lesk. Um, we'll talk about that. Okay, Mike. He's screening Paul. Yes, Tom. Uh, we'll 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 talk more about this twenty four thing as it goes on. We'll talk more about it goes on get ready i want you to get ready pat i want you to get ready jason i want you to get ready oh, everybody ready. Be... okay all right you guys are already ready you guys are already ready you know what then <laughs> clean the gutters there's leaves in the gutters <laughs> with a trick i'm on it clean the gutters over the building that's like uh i heard a story from my dear departed father when he was in the army National Guard, not the Army. And a guy said, one of the captains, uh, whatever, these military guys, he said, all right, anybody here uh, play piano? And then, like, like three guys just, like, threw their hands up, like, ah, I play piano. He's like, great, uh, go wash that tank. Like, and I was kind of just like, that's pretty good. That's actually pretty good um the phone number is 201-989-0012 if there's stuff you want to what do you want out of the 24-hour show what do you want we'll talk all about it. we got a month to go everybody one month september 12th 24 hours for the best show Calls are dead. Besha. Look at that, Besha. The calls are alive. Hey, who's this? All right, turn your turn Mike's thing down, please. Okay. What do you want to talk about? All right. <laughs> Can we turn that down? Thanks. No, no, no. Keep it off. No, I, no. All right. You're you're uh I want you to I want those gutters to be sparkling. Okay, fine. Now. Now I want them shiny. Um All right. Just turn your turn your thing down, Mike. Um, what do you want out of the twenty four hour show? What what would you like? I'll say this: I'm not announcing a whole lot about a whole lot, but I'm going to say this: it's going to be a full range best show, full range. It's not just going to be me sitting in the chair 
just talking to person after person after person, which was one of the most amazing times I've ever had. We're doing that. There's going to be plenty of that, but there's going to be other stuff too. A lot of other elements, including the ultimate top 100 list, which we figured out the best topic, not going to reveal it yet, the top 100 list that we will do across 24 hours. Get ready. Big guests, crazy guests, weird ones you never heard before, old friends, everything. Music. Who knows? There might be a little bit of this going on. I want to get it. Do you want to need it? I'm going to have it. Make a little bit of that. A little sound collage. Who knows? You might tune in. You might hear this. This is DJ Coop, and you are listening to Metal Madness, where we review music that will make your head explode. And in my first episode, we will be talking about Iron Maiden's biggest album, Number of the Beast. The kid rules. DJ Coop. My second favorite Coop. 201-989-0012. What do you want for the 24-hour show? We got OCs coming up in 15 minutes. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh my God, there's nobody on hold. Maybe I'm not going to do this 24 hour thing after all. Maybe I won't do it. I need calls to do it. No calls, no show. Hit re, hit refresh. Hit refresh. Okay. Maybe I will. No, oh, well, there is a bunch of people on hold. I'll keep doing it. Hello, best show. Hey, I had a um, few acts that are based in L.A. that I wanted to suggest for maybe playing the 24-hour show. Well, first of all, introduce yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. This is Derek Matthew Smith. Derek, how are you tonight, Derek? And you're in Los Angeles? I am not. I just happen to know a few bands that do reside there. Ah. I'm an East Coaster, Okay, I know you were one. Derek? You got my attention. Tom? 
Are these bands you know, or you just think they would be a good fit? These are bands that I know that I could put you in touch with to actually schedule. All yeah. right, all right. There, there's three bands. Um, some, some, spent, uh, some I put up when they were passing through when I was living in Austin. And you're not managing these called, bands. You're not managing. You don't have I'm a not, financial stake in this. Them. You don't have a financial stake in this. Okay. Just want to get that. I do out not. Of just want no, to get that out of I have nothing to gain from, okay. from this. This is just a helpful suggestion. All right. Okay, Derek. So the first one is called Dummy. Would you just call me? <laughs> yeah. No. No offense. This is a band name. Um, <laughs> They're called Dummy. And they are a um, shoegazy pop synth style band, if you want, okay. if you will. Right, dummy. Um, they are on Trouble in Mind Records. I uh, know Trouble in Mind very well. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one is Peel Dream Magazine. Okay. That's them. Okay, Peel Dream Magazine, and tell that's, me. that's led by a singer-songwriter, Joe Stevens, okay. and they're on Slumberland, as, as far mm, as I know. Very still. familiar with Slumberland. What do they sound the like? What do they sound? Is, tell me about Peel Dream Magazine. What do they sound oh, like? Oh, Peel Dream Magazine is um, like indie pop music. Okay. The little you know little, little um, gaze um, distortion in there. You know, I like that. And then the third one is called Soft Blue Shimmer. Tell me about Soft Blue Shimmer. They were previously on a label that a friend of mine owns called Disposable America, but have since signed with a newer label, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but um, there are a pop gaze trio, um, and they tour with a fourth member that plays secondary guitar. Okay. And they're all from here. They are all Los Angeles based. Well, yes. Well, Derek, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to check them out. We already got a bunch of music booked. We're not totally booked. Okay, good. In that, in terms of that, we have... I think we have one more, or whatever we have. We have we have slots. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We got stuff lined sure. up, though. We yeah. got so much stuff lined up. People's heads are going to explode. And also, if you know some old timey uh, rocker dude or dudette who wants to come by and they live in Los Angeles and they're famous with a guy, I'll come down and play a couple songs. You tell them. You send them my way. Been listening to Ben. Do what I can do, but I I, I figured I'd yeah, well, I'd shoot out the people. Well, that I, I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate it, Derek. Thank you for the call. You have a great night. Okay, let's go back to the phones. Hello, welcome to the best show. Hey, what's going on? How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. What's who who is this? Uh, this is uh Chris calling in from California. How you doing? I'm good. What part of California, in Chris? I'm in uh, Rancho Cucamonga, actually. Yeah, where the workaholics uh, had their office. Apparently, dude, there's a there's a shit ton of warehouses out here, and traffic is no fun. So yeah, that's where the workaholics worked. 
Exactly. <laughs> right? Hey, but I just had a question, man. I know you Do you have, know those uh, guys? On today. You mind... Do you know those guys? What was that? Do you know any of those guys? Montez? Uh, from OC? There's. No, the, the workaholics. Oh, uh, don't believe so, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Not even Montez? Yeah. All right. So what um, were you saying, but no, Chris? I was just wondering, man. Yeah, I was just wondering. I know you have uh, OCs on today. You've had um, a number of fantastic acts on before, and you mentioned Neil Young earlier. But I was just wondering, um, like, what your favorite concert that you saw live was. Ever? Ever. It's a big question, but or maybe top five. Mm. Mud Honey. I saw Mud Honey. They're one of the best ever. Giant Dog, I would say a Giant Dog, one of the best shows I ever saw. Neil Young okay. at Carnegie Hall was amazing. And also, Neil Young is playing the Roxy in September. Somebody got to get me into that. Just oh, get, shit, okay. Just get me into that. It's Neil Young and Crazy Horse are playing the Roxy two nights. Someone get me into that. Nice. <laughs> Maybe one of your workaholics buddies can help me. Uh, Maybe. Durs. Another, they're probably too busy. <laughs> can Durs help me? Um. <laughs> all right, Chris. Anything else? Uh, no, that was about it, man. Just a short little question for you, all but right. I appreciate you taking Thanks, the call. Thanks, buddy. You have a great night, and say hi to everybody in Rancho Cucamonga. Let's, a... right, let's go back. A couple more calls. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. It's Jack calling from Melbourne, Australia. How you doing, mate? Jack from Melbourne, Australia. I'm good, mate. This is very exciting mate call me mate all right i know we don't have long that's an american friend that means friend in american what's up mate (laughs) buddy i know we haven't got long so i'll just uh i had three suggestions for potential guests and then uh one sort of general suggestion for the 24 hour that show what is it what is it all right so the three guests i'd really love to see you sit down with uh madlib or Peanut Butter Wolf from Stone Through Records. Ooh, Mad Lib, the best. Peanut Butter Wolf is amazing, but Mad Lib one is... One of my heroes. Mad Lib's one of my all-time heroes. Like I've said in the past yeah, before. Yeah, I think they'd be into it, too. Yeah, well, look. We'll see. We'll see. Look, I'm going to say this, Jack. Um, right. On the list. We're working. We're working. No guarantee. We're, we're, we're working. We're working on a whole lot. But you're, you get you get where Tom's coming from. All right, I got uh, two more. Uh, second one would be uh, a musician that you and I are both big fans of, mm-hmm. Angel Olsen. Angel Olsen, sure. Love Angel Olsen. She could be a cool interview. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Love and it. And last one, bit of a stretch. Uh, musician, I know you're not a fan of, but uh, I think oh. it would be an interesting interview. Do you think you could maybe get Flea? Oh, I'll talk to Flea in a second. Look, just... Just because I ain't no big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan doesn't mean I couldn't talk to Flea. I would love to talk to Flea. Fascinating dude. Put the put him no on the list. Hear what this? Hear what Jack said? Everyone goes on the list. <laughs> All right, and finally, I will let you go. But uh, last suggestion I had for the twenty-four hour show is you did mention recently that you went to a wolf sanctuary. I did. You want me to get Can one of the get wolves some on? Live wolves. 
Some live in wolves in the studio. Yeah, just running amok. Perhaps. There might be some live wolves in the studio. There's a picture of me meeting a wolf. An actual wolf. I need no dog. That's a wolf. And that wolf was trying to bite me, and I said to the wolf, stand down, wolf. And the wolf would. (laughs) (laughs) No. I met to a wolf sanctuary, met a wolf. It was very cool. Wolf Connection. If you want to go to this thing, Wolf Connection. Definitely worth checking out if you're in this area. Somebody wants to see Chris. Jack, amazing call. Thank you so much. Somebody suggesting in the chat. Come to Australia soon, man. Where should I go if I was going? Because I do want to come to Australia. Uh, well, I live in Melbourne, uh, and uh, you should definitely come here. Best city in the country. I'm thinking of landing my helicopter on Uluru. Don't do that. That's horrifically offensive to the indigenous people of Australia. Oh, I didn't know. Honestly, I didn't know that. I So, look, I wasn't going to do yeah. it anyway. You don't go if, on top. Of yeah, course you don't. Look, I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to apologize. I'm not going to land my helicopter on Uluru. No. Melbourne. You say Melbourne. Absolutely. Will you show me around? You'll show me around? Absolutely, man. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Let's do it. Jack, you're awesome. All right. See you, pal. I'll catch you later. Pal, he called me pal. He called me mate to start with. Pal to go out. I like the cut of that guy's jib. 10 minutes, then OCs. We'll take a couple more calls and 24-hour best show coming September 12th. Hello, best show. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, hey. I've got the best suggestion here for your 24-hour stream. Now, you start off very hard with Big Frida. Big Frida would be amazing. You, you get it loud, you get it clear, no buts, and ifs or what's. You know what I'm saying? You start off hard like that, you bring on Frankie and the Witch Fingers for a nice couple of bangers, and you got yourself a show. So Big Frida, and then who else do you want? Frankie and the uh, Witch Fingers? And the Witch Fingers, yes. The witch fingers. Are you related to uh, Larry DePerv by any chance? Larry DePerv, never heard of him, but maybe. Yeah, you got it. You got the same inflection, but I like the cut of your jib. I think Larry the perv. I like the cut of your hair. I think Larry the perv sucks. Good riddance to bad trash, Andrew. You are the future. Larry the perv is the past. I love it. I am future man. You are goodbye. That was Larry the perv. That's when you know the show. has its own world when guys like that come up with new versions of themselves. Yeah, it's me, Larry DePerf. Now I'm Andrew. Yeah, you know who you got to get is uh, Big Frida. He's like practicing the voice in the car. Twenty-four hour best show. Why am I doing it? You know why? The first time we did it was to basically tell everybody the best show is back. 
moved to LA, new studio, got the whole thing set up, wanted to tell everybody, might've been gone. Guess what? The best show is back. That was last year. This year, what are we here to say with this? What are we trying to accomplish? Very simple. What I'm telling you is the best show ain't called the best show for nothing. We do it better than everybody. We do it a lot more than everybody. And we're going to do it 24 hours of it. It's going to be the best. You're going to have the best time. When this is over, you're going to be like, he wasn't lying. It is the best. And seven, five minutes away from OCs, everybody. Five minutes away from the OCs live in the Forever Dog Best Show Theater playing their new album, Intercepted Message, which comes out on Friday, I believe on In the Red. An amazing album. Comes out on Friday. They learned, rehearsed, practiced. They got the whole album ready to go for this 24, 24, for the best show. They learned the whole thing, came in, played it, and they were just saying, we're not going to play a lot of these things live ever again. So this is a special thing, and I am very appreciative of the OCs for doing it. It's a real above and beyond kind of commitment. Thank you to them for doing it. We also, I also want to thank everybody in OCs, and I want to thank Paul, my friend in OCs, particularly Paul had a dream. He did not let it go. The dream came true. Paul, you have a special place in my heart. Let's see. Any other last suggestions? For the 24-hour show, let's see. Uh, someone needs to be on hold for 24 hours. That's an amazing idea. Um, yeah, there's some good people like some good, uh, good, uh, good suggestions. Uh, was Tom was the 24-hour show as draining as the WFMU marathon shows? Yes and no. It was just very different. It was very different. Um, I loved it. 24-hour show was so much fun. Um, Logan Paul, maybe. Maybe we'll get Logan Paul down. Maybe we'll get Jake and Logan Paul down. That way the Team 10 can square off with the Low Gang and we see what happens. And we get some of those... Uh, Brain surgeons from Impulsive can come down, too. Z-Man on hold for 24 hours while the fake Wally gets an open line. I think that might happen. Everybody, we're going to do it. It is time. Two weeks ago, OCs came by, did a taping. 
It's so special. It's them live. The new album's called Intercepted Message. This is them playing it in its entirety. Then it'll be a conversation with me and John Dwyer. Without further ado, I give you OCs live on the best show.
Thank you very much. Intercepted message.
This one's a cover by a band called Blurt. The fish needs a bike. Tim, will you check your extra high mic? Check, 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 check. I think this is also the first time you've ever sang in a live setting, right? With with us. Yeah.
was right, but it felt right. Thank you again very much for having us here today. We're excited to hang out with Tom. This is our most complicated song. It has three parts.
This is so exciting. I'm look. I'm just gonna say it. You can count on one hand the amount of bands that transcend everything. Can Velvet Underground. There's only three left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Chicago one of them? Chicago. <laughs> uh England Dan and John Ford Coley. Oh yeah, good shit. And OCs. Now I say that, and we have John Dwyer here. First of all, that was the most amazing uh, performance. That was just unbelievable. Thank and that's that's the new album. Yeah, in its entirety, and uh, yeah, it felt like a kismet to be in here with you doing it. You know. Yeah. No, that is so. First of all, the album is that's just that's mind blowing. You. This is, it's like, eh, eh, keep topping the thing and you had the foul form and then now you're doing a, that's like you did a hardcore <laughs> album. So how, how so I, people were talking, you were talking, other people were saying, it's like, oh, this is the, the, the new wave type album, yeah. the, the poppier, but it's still obviously 
filtered through you yeah. and the band. We have a very narrow scope considering uh-huh. how much wildly different kind of shit we... Uh, it's okay to swear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is the kind of stuff we do... Uh, it's always got a thread through it, you know? Yeah. And so, this record's no different. Mm-hmm. And when does this stuff, like, does it reveal itself or do you go in with a vibe that you want to bring to it? Like, how do these things, how do you end up there? These last two records were definitely, like, sort of preconceived, but no no songs written until we sat down to do it. Uh, the last record was me and Tim, mostly. Mm-hmm. Sitting down and just coming up with parts together and having fun at my house, I was just getting stoned with a drum machine and like sure. writing punk songs, you know. And mm-hmm. this record, because it was so keyboard centric, was me and Tom doing essentially the same thing and bringing parts to the band, and then everybody would sort of write their own pieces around what me and Tom had sort of brought in as like a you know demo. Yeah, but it was definitely it is it's partially the idea is there beforehand sometimes, but definitely the reveal is a really nice you know dopamine injection yeah. for when we write in Israel. It's like oh that's actually fun and good and that works for us you know and then it starts to everybody starts to put their yeah their thing to it yeah Yeah. tim hellman's like the cayenne pepper of the band even though even though he can't eat hot food okay the irony the irony of the spicy spicy little son of a bitch yeah what's he mashed potatoes yeah yeah. it's like a pancake guy but 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 his 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 parts are spicy Mm. he's got a chain hanging on it you know yeah now it's really amazing and to be this far in because i've been a fan for a very long time and it just it's it's such a special thing to see it feels like you're gaining momentum this deep into the <laughs> into the run it's a race to the finish yeah, yeah we'll but, see. <laughs> but it's like where's the finish then it's I just don't know. like this i is... think lemmy to me was like the, uh-huh. the pivotal person for me where he was like i'm gonna die on stage and then he practically did and i was he like you almost... know what yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. like my my CPA recently, I closed down my 401k because I was like, I don't need this. And he's like, what are yeah. you crazy? He's like, don't close your 401k. Uh, uh, and he's like, what are you going to do? And I was like, yeah. when? And he's like, when you get old? I was like, hey, I'm already old. Yeah. B, mm-hmm. I'm going to keep playing. I was like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'll be in a chair. Eventually, I'll just be blind and I'll be like just moving my sure. pinky like, you know. They'll yeah. set me up with like a Hawkins style thing where I can compose from a chair. You'll end up like the... Uh... Like like the way Brian Wilson suddenly he's got sixteen people on stage and all he has mm-hmm. to do is just go brr, brr, mm-hmm. a couple yeah, times yeah. and they all the harmonies are there. Yeah, somebody you... to zip up my pants and make sure I don't put my socks on <laughs> over my shoes. Uh-huh. Yeah, people would be like, <clears throat> "OC's uh, it's not as energetic as we, it we, used we, to we be. have been talking about a franchise where I just uh-huh. get a younger man who kind of looks like me, so okay. say like a forty year old. We can keep yeah. him like rotating every four or five years. Sure, you do it like uh. Like Menudo. Yeah. Get a be. casting call for a square face, pink skinned uh-huh. Irish moron. Get him up there, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be OC's experience. It'd yeah. You really exactly, have to put yeah. some name on like it. The, like like that. the in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but how deep are, how long in every iteration we're looking at 18 years now? 97 and 90, oh, actually boy, starting boy. like 96 was recording okay. and then. By the time we moved to San Francisco, the first record came out in Tumult in like '98. Those, but those recordings from the previous yeah, couple so of years. Yeah, so we're talking 25 years. Yeah, deep of yeah, OCs. I, guess so. and, I mean, wildly different from start to finish. You know, sure, it's just been like an umbrella name for me. Yeah, uh, always you know the classic Marky Smith. If it's me and your grandmother mm-hmm. playing bongos, it's the fall, it, it's and the I fall. feel like I have taken mm-hmm. that uh, note from him certainly, and been yeah. like, that's actually true. Like you can do that. You know, yeah, and but surrounding it, myself with good people this whole time, you know. But that's the thing is, like, if this is you've got the this lineup has been a long time. This is a long time, solid really, dudes, and you're growing with this lineup, which yeah. is exciting to see. Everybody it, in this lineup certainly has the ability to do 
any idea I throw at the wall that sticks. And yeah. they'd be like, yeah, we could do that. You know, and there's no, yeah. there's no foot dragging. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a lot of emotional foot dragging, but as far sure. as players go, mm-hmm. they're all Titans. No, now you've got, this is, you've got the, this is hex induction hour around you. Yeah, Room right to on. live. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite Fall album? Also, I like the thing. You it's know a tough one because I, I this they have so many yeah. millions of records. It feels like, but the it's funny. The first one I ever heard, mm-hmm. the first two that I bought was on cassette in Providence, and I it was like middle era, so it was uh, This Nation Saving Grace and Curious Orange, sure. which I immediately fell in love with. And then I started work my way backwards from there. Yeah. And then we became label mates with them years later, and I got to see mm-hmm. them live with like Tim Presley in the band at the time. Yeah, and then yeah, after yeah. that, he had a bunch of like skinhead guys that were amazing as well. Mm-hmm. And I started digging into stuff in the 90s, the electronic shit, the shit on yeah. the Matador. And you know what, man? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm all in. I'm a fan uh, across the board. Yeah. It'd be, they, the fall would have been hard-pressed to find something I thought was shit. It's really, it's one of those things. And there are parallels between, I, first of all, I think that you have like, Marky Smith is like England's James Brown, basically. Yeah. <laughs> to me, where it's just like, he's doing the thing. The people next to him might come, they might go, mm-hmm. but he's on the mission. He wrote the the, the stagecoach right to the end as well. Yeah. He was like a lifer, not Absolutely. a hobbyist at all. Yeah, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him and get along with him, and mm-hmm. he was always really nice to me because I brought him drugs. So every time I'd yeah. see him, he'd be like, hey, this fucking guy. And I'm That'll like, you remember me? Yeah. And he'd be like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. I met his drummer recently, uh, and he was like, you know, you saved my ass one time, and I didn't remember the guy because uh-huh. he had a million bandmates. And he's like, you came in the room to say hi to Mark, right after we got off stage and he was just about to yell at me and the first thing you did was walk up to me and go hey man you're a great drummer that was fucking uh-huh. great and he said he saw mark go huh and then he's like yeah. and then he just simply didn't tear into me mm-hmm. and he's like when yeah. got he's like he went and got me a drink he was like what the fuck is happening like mark was like yeah. good job today and he's yeah, like yeah. i don't know what's happening yeah, he just, but you yeah you, you turn around and you've been doing it it's a it's a lifelong yeah. work and i can say look i've been doing this show since i started on on WFMU in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then I started the best show in 2000. It's like so similar we're 23 trajectory. years deep on this thing. But it's like if somebody had slid a contract in front of me that said, like, <laughs> do you want to sign a 30 year contract? Like, Absolutely uh-huh. not. But it like, it's like one week at a time. Week becomes a yeah. month. A month becomes a year. And, and you grow and you and you becomes your passion and yeah. And you're good at it. I like and what then you do. So every, it makes sense. Every episode is like a brick in this. Uh-huh. For me, that's what it feels to like. To keep everybody out. To keep a wall out <laughs> to keep everybody away from me. But it's a strange thing. It's like when did you realize that you this is this is your life and you've you've afford, you've been afforded the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. To live this life, to be an artist. For, from very early on, this is what I wanted to do. I did not want to work a job. I had a million straight jobs that were very mm-hmm. boring to me. Some of which were good, but I could never keep a job. I would always quit because I would get sick of it and be bored. Um, I was fortunate enough to be doing it for long enough and be in the game long enough and get enough attention from people and, and grow a good fan base of great people that have made it. So since probably, I would say since my mid-30s, I haven't had to work a really straight job anymore. And mm-hmm. that was when it became like I could afford yeah. to, to pay my rent and buy groceries mm-hmm. and do just the dumb shit that I want to do as like a big man child. But, I, you know, thank thank God for that. Because my sister would hear me complain and she'd be like, shut mm-hmm. up, I'm still a waitress. She'd be like, I don't want to hear any more yeah. complaints out of you, asshole. No, that is a very, it's like, I know I need the occasional reminder of just like. The fortune. Like, yeah. look, it's <laughs> the struggle is the struggle. Yeah. 
and it's always going to be a struggle and it's always in you know, tomorrow the whole thing could fall apart of course but it's like, i could go back to working at a grocery store if i had to but i'm i do yeah. feel honestly all the time i recognize how fortunate i am i look I i'm really blessed to be doing what i do and be able to make a living at it I love absolutely it. it's like you come up I feel like if you come up like middle class to lower mm-hmm. middle class, which is like my family fluctuated. Dad's a mechanic. My two. mom's a secretary. Yeah. You know? My parents, my father started off printing newspapers mm-hmm. and then they opened a store with making T-shirts. And But there's such a, there's such, for me, there's such a, it's like such a strength that comes from it. Just like, it doesn't take much to stay alive in America and you start no. to realize that and it's like curveballs like you just roll with them yeah if, I mean it, COVID was the first time uh, we, me and my old roommate had a joke that we were bottom feeders because uh-huh. I remember during the first recession I'm doing air quotes right now yeah, yeah. Uh, our lives actually got a little better like I remember he's like he's uh-huh. like he came home and he's like how are you doing with all this shit with money and I was like yeah. fine and I was like in fact I think more people are coming to our shows because <laughs> yeah. we were still playing cheap shows you know and mm-hmm. I was like I was like everything's doing good and he's like it's because we're dirt bags and we nicknamed our whole house the dirt bags because we were such <laughs> bottom feeders uh-huh. that we were able to coast by and most of the problems were above us they were like you know we, were, we weren't on the surface and that's still sort of the case a little bit. Like, I know how to live that way. I mean, obviously, yeah. we've been playing a lot, touring a lot, putting out records. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm doing fine. But it's like, uh, I, I'm prepared for all of it to come crashing down at any moment. I'm always in, I'm always, I'm prepared, mm-hmm. you know? I have always, look, I started off working behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And I always just assumed at some point, I go back to yeah, that. That's where you're going to die. And everything that keep, <laughs> everything that can keep me, like, from that moment it's just like, that's well, pretty good. Dude, I think I did some of my best work mentally and like writing wise while I was working a job I hated because I was I would take as much time as possible to secretly fuck off yeah. and fuck around and mm-hmm. like write songs while I was at yeah. work, you know? And they'd be like, John, and here's somebody yeah. yell my name like, shit, I gotta go back to work. Yeah. Like, And then when you have all this free time, it's like tough to, you know, you have to uh, be tenacious and like keep yourself in line. Like I'm a bit of a workaholic, but also mm-hmm. it's like very easy to... Oh, be distracted and yeah. slack off. Which is such a tricky. How do you strike that? Because you need to be open. You need to be receiving things. Mm-hmm. And wh- how do you differentiate between just like, I'm no, like, I'm at work right my now. And it's life like, is very compartmentalized. I can, I've gotten like, I used to joke that like masturbation was a science. And like, you can do this in under four minutes and just keep yourself alive. But I have like relaxation is for me. I'm like, I got like 15 minutes. I can like actually like chill uh-huh. out for 15 minutes and like okay. reboot or I could take a nap for like five minutes. I yeah. do like a lot of cat style shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'll be like, I take like a five mm-hmm. minute nap and like a yeah. reboot or like, uh, you know, I have a hot tub. So I'll be like, I'm just going to okay. soak for 10 minutes and then dip in the sure. cold tub. And that's sort of like, yeah, I do. A, but that's like literally, it's like these like incremental little mm-hmm. bits of relaxation I get during the day. And then I go right back to work, you know? Yeah. But you also have, there's that thing where it's like this, I forget who said it, where it's just like the hardest part about being a writer is convincing my family that when I'm walking around the neighborhood smoking a cigar that I'm at work. Yeah, that you're... And there's just that thing where you're just like... Materializing ideas. It is like the trade-off that, you know... I constantly go to shows and and watch art and, and movies and read books for inspiration i need people around me uh-huh. you know i could never i love the country and i love people i know that are like i want to get a farm and i'm like that sounds yeah. fucking great yeah and i'm not sure if i would keep making music if i lived alone in the middle of nowhere because yeah i need the you know like like atoms bouncing off of each other i need that yeah. in my life i like this city i like mm-hmm. you know la is like perfect because it's a little bit of both it's not like new york yeah, where yeah. you're kind of getting like 
life in the face all day. Mm-hmm. LA, you can like do that thing I'm talking about where you take a 15 minute break and be like, or oh, you be like, fuck it, I'm not going out tonight. And you can really, you know, but you also, there's the, they, they call it, you know, La La Land was like the old thing, but it's get, get your own head up your ass real easy, real fast here. I do, I catch myself buying my own bullshit all the time uh-huh. and I have to stop myself mm-hmm. and be like, all right, you need a break. You need to yeah. fucking go out in the world and like yeah. have somebody call you an asshole and like reset mm-hmm. your clock for you and like, yeah, yeah. you know, understand that like, yeah. You know, but I, I feel very fortunate that we're here. I've been really lucky in my life, too, to be in Providence when I was with mm-hmm. all the music and then to move to San Francisco and yeah. walk fucking ass, fall ass backwards yeah. into a scene of great music. And then again in L.A., once the tech industry basically decimated the mm-hmm. Bay Area and made it impossible yeah. for artists to live outside of Oakland, really, yeah. uh, that it a lot of people moved to L.A. and there's like a thriving scene here now. And I'm seeing it happen all over the world, like uh, especially in America right now, we got like... New York's punk underground and LA's punk underground are insane. Uh, New Orleans is crushing mm-hmm. it right now. It's like, there's all these like, I think it's just been like such a fucked up time yeah. that music is actually doing really well because music like strives in this. When there's more shit mm-hmm. raining down on you, you can yeah. like, really write a song, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's You got to experience a really amazing period in Providence also. Yeah, that I was, was very like, lucky. Like... And the next wave was boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. So really, my like the wave of kids that I met, like yeah. Chippendale and and Brian Gibson and all the guys from Landed and Arab on Radar and Six Finger mm-hmm. Satellite and uh, mm-hmm. Dung Beetle and Drop Dead. It's just like I got so fortunate. I just my yeah. life has been being born at exactly the right time. Yeah, and I was born mm-hmm. before everybody had a phone in their pocket, so I didn't have to grow up with that shit going mm-hmm. on. You know, I don't envy kids yeah. now. It's like very complicated. We grew up at a very dumb. Ignorant time, which was blissful, I think. I, me being in New Jersey and going into New York to see things, yeah, was the greatest gift. I got to experience stuff from the music side and on the comedy side because I was going to both things, right? I remember I was in New York when the Upright Citizens Brigade moved from Chicago to New York and they're doing their, their, uh, their Sunday night show. And so it's like, it's everybody. And Mm -hmm. I'm just getting to see them. 20 Do feet their away th- from you. Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing that. You're, you're actually a part of the show because it was all improv too, right? So they'd like be bringing the audience uh, yeah. in on it. Well, they're just like, yeah, but you're they they did their thing. They were like serious business. Like we're building worlds here. Mm-hmm. And it's every heavy hitter in comedy was just, they they would go on Sunday and just See have each their, other yeah, as exactly, well. There yeah. was a hangout for them. And then I would just get to do the music side of things. Like, mm-hmm. like. What's it? What's a show? I mean, come on, New York, the Metropolis oh. itself is unbelievable. Every yeah. time I go to New York, I get to go to an incredible art show. Still, yeah. after living in LA and San Francisco, mm-hmm. I still go to New York, and I'm like, yeah. oh, we could go to the fucking museum. I guess uh-huh. I was like, what's going yeah. on? Oh, a huge Basquiat show mm-hmm. that's just opening here today of the yeah. most work of his I've ever seen. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it is. It's, it's it's important to remember these things that just like like we get we got to experience yeah. the things, and it's like what what's a show that you saw that you wish you could like project. To people to be like, God, so oh, many. I saw it and it's in my I head and I just lot of wish I could show in, you what I saw. Because I was in Providence, it was so niche sometimes mm-hmm. that I would see bands play for fucking nobody sometimes. Yeah. Like, I mean, one that automatically comes to mind was seeing like uh, the Oblivions play for like 30 people. Yeah. The King Brothers from Japan and San Francisco yep. playing at, King, at Chemo's for mm-hmm. nobody and putting on one of the most intensely terrifying shows. Seeing Masana play mm-hmm. at the... Uh, uh, the Playhouse, which I believe was owned by the guy from fucking Aerosmith, Masana threw a mm-hmm. table at us while he was playing, and, okay. and there was like nobody there because it's like yeah. a you know a noise musician seeing Drop Dead when I was a kid and being absolutely terrified of them and not understanding mm-hmm. what they were doing because I was into punk, but I hadn't really dived into hardcore at that point. And seeing their show, and I was like, it was like almost too much for my hard drive to 
compute, you know, and then yeah. like oh, having it grow on me. And now it's like, I, I can't imagine it. I'm not inventing it in my life. Yeah. It just like Providence was great for accidentally seeing shows mm-hmm. before a band like kind of blew up or found their fall. Cause they, people would come through going through Boston, New York, whatever, and play like Babyhead or fucking uh, the Met Cafe. So, was, yeah. So, well, everybody, Billy I mean, Childish, like, I saw him with laryngitis mm-hmm. play there when I was Amazing. a kid, you know? I mean, I got the same thing with Hoboken with Maxwell. Yeah, Maxwell's is the shit. I had Maxwell's and I had New Every Brunswick. time we played there, we played with great bands. So, we played with fucking, uh, um, what was it uh, Dead Moon? I think, or not Dead wow. Moon? What was the band they had after? Straight Arrows. Or, Straight Arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or, yeah. Uh, or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but got to hang out with those guys, you yeah. know. Yeah, so it's it, like New Jersey's great. No, it's like fan. the going to New Brunswick. It was just like you go to New Brunswick. It would be just like yeah, I'm going to see some bandits at the Court Tavern, and you go, and it's just like. Oh, there's some an opening. They're just coming through from Kentucky. It's this band Slint, and they're uh-huh. just doing a thing. It's just like and the well, teenagers at the time. Yeah, it's like well, I I saw Slint for the little window I that saw they ever US played. Maple one. play their first time in Providence in uh, Fort Thunder's kitchen, mm-hmm. and I had already left the show because there were like five bands. I was like, fuck this, I'm going home, and I was drunk, yeah. uh-huh. and I didn't like being drunk when I was a kid. So I was like, I gotta get out of here, and I lived across the street, and I got across the street, and then realized I just left my bike there in the in the fucking <laughs> building, and I was like, fuck, so I like <laughs> like walked back, put my shoes mm-hmm. on, walked back. And walked in right in time to see U.S. Maple, who were a seminal weirdo rock band Absolutely. from Chicago. And being like, I, sometimes you see those bands, same thing happened the first time I saw Arab on Radar, where you're just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Same thing with Six Free Satellite 2, seeing them and being like, I don't, like saying they would drop dead, just being like, I don't understand what this this is. And yeah. that's exciting. That gets my brain kick off. No, you know? it was like when suddenly you'd go to Maxwell's and it'd be like, oh, it's Carolina Rainbow. I live with that guy. With, uh, with the <laughs> Zip Code Rapists. Or oh, yeah. Opening. So it's the early Greg Turkington. Turkington's a genius. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm just like at their mercy for, yeah. for the night. And I don't know what this is. Talk and, about an art explosion, too. You're like, yeah. everything is soaked in cat piss. And it's like, oh, yeah. like everybody's 10 feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, no, that a was sensory overload. Those yeah. bands. And that was just like, and that's one thing I will say. There's a beauty to like, there was no way to learn about these things. So everything kind of was a mystery. Unless yeah. you actually went up to the person in the band and asked them questions. There's a lot of happenstance, a lot of uh, c- calling clubs, mailing mm-hmm. cassettes around, shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was primitive, and I think the payoff might have been a little nicer because you had to work for it. But obviously, oh I mean, that, yeah. I, I certainly know more about music now probably because of the current way the world is because you can just look it up. So now it's like I know about a punk band in yeah. New Orleans because mm-hmm. I was just like, their band camp's amazing, mm-hmm. you know, like – and that's the thing it's like look i'm not gonna say like oh it's it sucks now no, it was better pretty, back in the it's day it's pretty awesome right now <laughs> yeah. it's just different yeah, and i think sure. i'm i appreciate the fact that i got to experience the two settings oh, I'm, i am like i said i grew up at the perfect time yeah i couldn't been and i'll be dead right in time I yeah think. yeah well that's, let's get me out of knock here on wood, i always thought paul rubens would outlast me but uh-huh well yeah, it's been a fucking rough yeah. week <laughs> the, it, yeah it has the um yeah, like like just at that point you're making like when I would you'd hear like can what's can sound like okay go to like you look for like some record guide see if you could figure like a mm-hmm. trouser press guide it's it like okay, go to talk to well, somebody at the might, counter yeah or you ask at pier platters I would go to pier I've got, platters I got a rude guy who works behind a counter yeah. at a record store be like which one do can? I want here yeah. yeah but then it's like suddenly you're looking for a can album when yeah. you find that can album. You kind of better like that. Can they album. were they were for me the band that changed my entire life. The man who played that band for me changed mm-hmm. my whole life, changed the trajectory of my life, and uh, 
I mean, I've told the story in interviews before, but I was, it was like maybe the second time I took LSD and okay. he, I would always go with him. He's an older guy and he was like an old drug head and he'd be like, come to my house. It's safe. We'd hang out and trip. Mm-hmm. It was like old kind of, you know, definitely like an occult worshiper guy and a guy, uh-huh. but he put on monster movie for me Wow! and I sat there in total silence, completely having my mind blown. And then the second it was over, I was like, can you play it again? And he yeah. was sober and he's like, sure. Yeah. And then the third time I was like, can you play it again? And he was like, nope. He was like, I'm not playing it again. He's like, you can go buy the record. He's like, but now we're going to listen to uh, Blue Oyster Cult. And I was like, okay, that'll do. Sure. But But, but seriously, that day was like, that was the day I definitely decided that I was going to play music when I heard Monster Movie. I I was like, I could maybe do this in 20 or 30 years, probably get there. To me, they are still, in the best possible sense, still a mystery to me. And it's like every time the records, it's like I'm listening to the first time. A band shouldn't have worked either. It was like so... A, a true Motley Crue and like absolutely and with they also made a lot with not very much they record themselves on two track yeah uh, he's only playing a fucking Farfisa but he's so such a wild player mm-hmm. that it's unrecognizable you know the level yeah and that I've told I told Paul from the band I said if there's an American can it's OC's because it's every color of the rainbow yeah we wear that on our sleeve and it's heavily. just it's just I'm like I am it's just what the to to get to experience a band that is deep into their run, but is still like pedal to the metal. Like oh, yeah. we are not, we're not half ass. It's only going to get weirder from here on out. I'm and hoping. I've no interest the in greatest, out. Like yeah. as you, as you get older, do you find yourself just being like? I don't want to do anything really that straight. I mean, it's it's okay to have things that are like sort of forward moving and, and like verse, course verse, but I always like it to have a little bit of hink in it. Yeah. And I think I always compare it to like Scott Walker. Like I think he had the greatest trajectory where he was like huge pop star yeah. all the way down to his last records being like, that's a tough listen. Yeah, like, you know, exactly, like, where he's, or Michael yeah. Yonker, same thing where yeah. he's like, I just want to make guitar noise now that I'm in my seventies. You're like, you fucking I, weird man. I love the fact that like, you look at like, even like a guy like Neil Young, where he's still like, holding the torch. He too. is just, he knows, like, he's like, what? At what point do I? Why should I be more he, normal? I now? just saw him play recently, and he brought a giant, like, gothic pump organ on stage. Yeah, and he did Mister Soul. Yeah, I on saw that him. you were at that show. I yeah. saw him at the Greek. I saw him at the Greek here. too. Yeah, I which one did you see? I went to the first night. I think I saw the second one. And the dude, gone. that moment, that was the moment in the show for me because I love that song. Mm-hmm. And him, he's so fucking charming too. Yeah, like he's just talking to stage. He's come up and go, "Hey man, how's it going?" Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, "All right, let's go, move it." Move and it. you're just like, that man's very charming. He's a, but he's like, he's weird in the, and it's just like you start to realize like. Why would you not be weird? He can't like, even help it, though. He's also Canadian, and they have a sort of, mm-hmm. there's like a, a, a kink in Canadians that sure. just gives them like a, sli- like you, I, I'll be watching the movie, and I'll be like, this movie Canadian? And then I look uh-huh. it up, I'm like, sure enough, you it see, is. Yeah, you yeah. just tell, you know? Yeah. It's like, you're reading something like, what is that, cardamom? There's it's like a there's like a hint uh, of something in there. Uh, They're like, I don't usually yeah. get this little, flavor. Little Canadian music and Canadian yeah. uh, film, especially, yeah. certainly have that. You always of, look for the mountain ranges if it's a thing, yeah. and you see like, Watching like the movie Jackie Chan had the movie Rumble in the Bronx, and then you look and there's these snow capped mountains yeah, in the background. It's in like it's Calgary. Like, I, don't, I don't think that's the Bronx. I don't know if they have snow capped mountains. So yeah, it's really a thrill to see how hard you work at this and how hard you've always worked at it, and to see it pay the dividends creatively, and that you have a fan base that is like on board for the ride yeah i don't know i don't even sometimes i'm like thanks guys for sticking the fuck around i didn't expect you to still be here but, you know, so. 
We have, I feel like we are lifers and I feel like in a weird way, our fan base has a sort of similar quality. where like, sometimes we can give people something that they need that maybe they didn't know they needed. That's and we a, get that back from them as well. Well, you need you to know? be ahead of them. If you keep giving them, it's like, I was thinking like the Ramones where it's just like the Ramones, they did the first four, five perfect albums. Mm-hmm. They start off like literally perfect. And yeah. then it's just like, they kind of thought about changing with the Phil Spector record. Producers and then they kind of like pulled back and then like, well, why would I ever need a Ramones album since you gave me five perfect mm-hmm. ones? Like if you're not, and conversely the fall, it's like suddenly he's like, they get poppier. They you know, suddenly, the here comes the electronics. shifting gears like, a lot. And he, I mean, I think that probably had a lot to do with his drug of choice as well, but he, certainly was like willing to throw caution to the wind a lot and also go with whim. And I think that's a big pleasure in art to be able to be established enough and have a fan base that are willing to let you fuck around. Yes. And that they're there for on the whole, if you deliver, they'll follow you. It's like, I mean, you talk about like infotainment scan or, or Mm -hmm. code selfish, these records, it's just like you play that and you play something, you play like slates and you say like, are these the same band And people? Well, outside of the singer, the singer's the same. The singer sounds like he's yeah. yeah. But it's like that violin dancers. He, and, I love I love their playfulness and also their uh, just uh, I mean, they were also a very tongue in cheek, man. They're very specific where it's like mm-hmm. the fall. I always I forget whose quote it was, but it's like if you're ripping off the fall, then go fuck yourself because you're ripping off. The fall. It's like the one you can't yeah. rip off the fall. It was like yeah. so definitive and well, so it's, it's, yeah, specific. It's, it's like it's on they're on because because it's just like. It's clear who you're it's fighting from right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, don't like, bite the fall. Yeah, yeah, whenever you hear... Thankfully, uh, that was an early 2000s thing, and I think it sort of subsided. Every now and then I'll yeah. hear a band, and I'm like, really? Come on. Yeah. I remember like hearing like the pavement when you'd be just kind of like... A little bit. Like, they, they had their own thing going, too, but I, I hear that, too. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think it was Mark Riley. We're friends with mm-hmm. him from sure. just going over there a lot. And he's such a sweetheart, you know, and the Hanley brothers wrote those great Absolutely, books. Like yeah. all those cats are really cool. Like, yep. I, I was fortunate enough to put out that live record with them a while ago, but they were talking about uh, at Mark's funeral. Like I, 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 this is like, you know, third person story I'm hearing here, but it was like two Scottish guys beat the shit out of each other at the wake or something. And that the whole uh, band were like, <laughs> Mark would have loved yeah, this. Like it's yeah, like Mark's sister's like screaming, yeah. like get off of him. And they were like, he would have loved that these two yeah. Scots were beating the shit out of each other at his the funeral, you know, fitting tribute yeah, all the yeah. way to the end. It, um, but yeah, it, it as a fan, look, I'm not a Grateful Dead fan. I know <laughs> Paul is a Grateful Dead fan, and I well, always, we all have our weaknesses. We all have it's our, okay. But I like Billy Joel, so I get a lot of sure. Yeah. <laughs> look, we all have our our things. He's got some blind spots. But I, the thing that the Grateful Dead do and that like Fish do, I was always just like, I where's mine. Like where uh, where's yeah. mine? Where's I love long form and I love improvisation. Yeah. So I'm all about the 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 idea of it. It just has to be. It's funny because we were just saying last night. I saw a Grateful Dead cover band last mm-hmm. night. I do not like the Dead. Sure, this fucking band was great, and I was watching them, and I was like, you know why they're good? Because they just sound better than the Dead. They, they were, it was that band Richard's Picks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, and I was yeah, like, yeah. they sing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not out of phase. The guitar playing's not thin and weird. And I was yeah. watching them, and I was like, I was like, fuck. The Dead did have some good... They picked good songs, too. They yeah. obviously were doing just like a short set. But mm-hmm. I was like, but they were doing it really well. And to me, The Dead was always like like hanging on by a thread in a way that yeah. I found sort of repulsive. Yeah, but but I, I... There were points where I was just like, I wish I got this because... This is fan they, service. They have, this yeah, is like, they really are. They have their moments, but you really have to dig into it. It's like live show shit. And, yeah. And then also, oh, man, this is going to come off poorly in an interview, but uh, their their fans can be a bit irritating for me. So. What? 
<laughs> I feel you like Cartman from 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 yeah. South Park. Yeah. Not like, liking hippies. I don't yeah. know anything against hippies, but now look. They're... I used to go to their shows to buy drugs back uh-huh. in the day, and I had to deal with a lot of like early '90s like uh, Jerry Garcia band shows and shit like sure. that. And uh-huh. I just remember being exhausted whenever I get home. I'm like, fuck, at least I got a sheet of acid out of it. But holy shit, I'm exhausted, uh, you know? The price you're paying. Yeah. But you you fill a void in my life where we it's just like. We put a little bit of punk in it. I just wish there was a band <laughs> that would spread out when they spread out. Yeah. Keep it tight when they keep it tight. And just do a lot of stuff like yeah. they're there they i wanted a band that would be there for me and not be I, like i got your back we're Tommy. gone for we're five here. years we'll be back it's like no well, my you... plan is a yearly release until the day i die and hopefully that never has to be anything but and i always plan on just doing whatever strikes you know our whim like That's whatever amazing. we want to do we can do and get away with you know you ever feel like you want to do like a uh like the uh man that one record was it memory of a cutoff head is we, I'm actually talking to Bridget about coming down here to do some shows soon, just a real simple duo. But I love doing stuff with strings, with mm. horns. I love the lighter stuff. I love mm. the heavy shit. I mean, I'm so fortunate because I'm just a general music lover and mm. lover of the arts so that I can yeah. be like into like hip-hop and yep. death metal and country. You know, I was like, I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. If it's good, yeah. I like it. You like the good stuff. I'm but, approaching my own yeah. music the way that my tastes mm. vary, you know? Because that record to me... Although I don't plan on doing a hip-hop record. I'm not going to okay, do that to no anybody. Time. That won't well, happen. Okay, well... I would like to apologize for the alternate universe <laughs> sure. where yes, that happened. where that did happen. Sorry, and, everybody. Yeah, the your D.D. King uh, era. <laughs> yeah, the, you, uh, you two B.B. King together at last. But that record... I love that's a that for me that's like a, a perfect nighttime record. It was a fun one to write. What a beautiful and that album. string arrangement woman Heather oh Lockie is incredible. She is actually on a record doing strings that I have coming up soon that hasn't been announced yet. But I did some work with her recently, and she's always a pleasure. She's a fucking genius. Also, a great bassoon player, which is another fun mm. instrument to work with. I do love symphonic stuff. You know, I was a big fan of zombies and like. A lot of that, uh, what's like like Giles Giles Fripp, like oh yeah yeah you know, yeah King Crimson stuff stuff that worked with mm-hmm. like you know not necessarily prog rock but like big orchestration stuff even like Sparks or yeah uh, you just know, taking sweet taking just like, full advantage of yeah. the disco you know yep. Bohannon even with strings and shit like that love anything to do with those are uh, you know just you know it's funny as this morning on a whim I listened to Dark Magus. Um, which I'd owned for years, mm-hmm. that 74 Live Miles Davis record. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know what the fuck I was thinking, but that record kicked my ass so hard this morning. And I was like, why am I not listening to this record all the time? Yeah. Like, it had just been sitting on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And this morning I was like, ah, I'll give it another chance. And it really, it, like, it, th- and it's it's right up my alley. But this morning mm-hmm. it really clicked and I listened to the entire album at top volume until when it finally stopped and it went quiet. I realized my neighbors were arguing and I was okay. like, I wonder if I had anything to do with that. Like, because yeah. it was loud enough they yeah. certainly could hear it early in the morning. Yeah. You but know? these are the. It makes sense that these are some of the the icons and the towering figures for you. These are the inspirations because you are one of them for a lot of people. Oh, and I appreciate John, that. It's, that you play, you coming playing the new album, and the new album is called Intercepted Message, and it will be out this week, August eighteenth. Yep, on, yes. in the Red Records, and it is. It's amazing. It's another triumph in a Thank you very much, series of triumphs. You're the Michael Jordan of. of <laughs> it means I'm arguing rock. with Scotty Pippen when I leave here. Sure, yeah. <laughs> You're going to argue with who would each person be if they I, were. Who I, else? I, I, Ray, I'm not going to say any names. Right off the top of my head, I thought of I was like, I know who my nemesis is. Well, let me think. Who? But in your band, if you're if you're Jordan now, 
Who do we oh, got? Oh shit! Uh, I guess Tim would be like a tiny Larry Bird. Okay. You know, I don't know. I'm not going uh-huh. like Lakers entirely, mm-hmm. but you know, sure. I got all the players in there. Everybody in my band is a ringer, and I. Yeah. it is definitely certainly a group effort. Uh, we some of our last records we all wrote together. Some of them we bring in. We sh- kind of shift gears, but everybody's comfortable with the systems, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And in the end, everybody gets paid equally in my band. We're like a socialist organization, so yeah, yeah. So it's just like you keep it. You, uh... you play on the song, you get paid. You play it live, you get paid. You know, mm-hmm. so. Everybody, I think because of that, it's like a real working wage that people bring it, you know? I mean, we still require energy back from the audience, but like everybody's always prepared to, you know, get out there. Yeah. And that is the one thing. It's just, it's always like, it's like. Paul calls it sports. Which I think is a fair analogy. That, is, like, that makes it's like Australian is, rules rugby rock and roll. Exactly. You know? yeah. Because it's not a lot of timeouts. And the shows are kind of the length of a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's like, like uh, for anybody who's not into it, they're like, what are they this is the third fucking quarter? How yeah, fucking long is exactly. this? Exactly. It's like, well, there's the quarter, there's it's four funny, of now them, that we just kind of veered a little bit away from the long form stuff because we were doing that for so long. Like my buddy in Austin who's known me for like twenty years came out to see a show only because he my other friend was there and he had written him and he was like Hey, uh, he's like, let me know what three songs they're playing. Kind of busting my balls that we're only going to play three songs. And then he wrote it back. He's like, dude, they're just doing a bunch of quick punk bangers. And he was like, I'll be right there. And he came out and he's like, it's the first time I've seen you in years. He hates the long form shit. And he's like, you're back on like regular song Mm -hmm. lengths. And I was like, yeah, you know, who knows? We'll get back in there. But that's the beauty of it because it'll just be kind of like. I think that was 25 minutes long. Yeah, we really did get in there. I, I don't know what the fuck changed. I guess, you know, we just, we sort of, we're temperamental too. We like move in and out of ideas and stuff gets boring to us too. So if you're, yeah. you're getting bored, chances are somebody on stage is probably a little bored too. <laughs> it shines through. So we're trying to keep it exciting for ourselves <laughs> and the audience. It's know? like, yes, where you had Rick Wakeman ordering uh, a pizza. He was ordering, yeah, he would get like curry delivered. He'd be like eating behind the keyboard, stirring <laughs> like tales of topographic oceans era. Yeah. He's just like, this band's not for me anymore. Yeah, I'm no. eating on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, but John, thank you so much for this. This has thank meant so Tom. much to me. What a thrill. Favorite band. Can't thank you enough for thank doing you, this. Thank you, man. Cheers. What a great time. Thanks. are we back are we back there it is that's when i know we're back what's up everybody how'd you like that oc's full album john dwyer amazing conversation you gotta just realize this is what we do on the best show this is not an exception this is the best show it's not oh the best show had this thing happen it was great that one night. No. This is what we do. This is, to quote my good friend Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Thank you to OCs for coming down and making that happen. And to everybody who worked on the show, whether it was Brett uh, Davis and Brett Boehm and Liza, Liza. It was Liza. Liza. 
is the OC's uh, engineer, front of house engineer. Amazing. Who, who uh, recorded it with my, with me. And, thank you. Uh, and you are Andrew Gleason. Well, thank you to Lisa. Thank you to Andrew Gleason, our very own. Andrew. Yes, Tom. You kilt it. Why, thank you. And Andrew, I don't usually do this. One million points. Oh my. Wow. One that is, million. That is great. Points. That's great. Yes. Thank you. Spend them wisely. At the Tom Bucks store. <laughs> no. Thank you. You did an amazing job. And thank you to everybody who made that happen. What a great show. What a great band. Let's talk about the 24-hour best show on September 12th. It's all the all, it's all anybody's talking about. This little this little show's got people talking. The phone number 201-989-0012 and I want to just take this opportunity to say that this DHL driver who let the door hit me at the coffee bean and tea leaf not cool, dude. Look behind you. First of all, you're going in there. You're just using their bathroom. You don't have a package you can do that in? Right? That's the that's how DHL does it also. You actually pay. You have to pay to not have uh, urine on your package. Um, I didn't like that. He let the door hit me. I'm not going to forget you, DHL man. 201-989-0012. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? Uh, this is Nick in Portland. Nick in Portland. How's it going, Nick? That was that was incredible. Right? That was incredible. Uh, just a uh, wonderful interview. Ben and OC's fan forever. And uh, just. Um, it was it was really cool hearing you and uh, and John uh, talk about the parallels between um, the best show and the OCs because it, uh, look when one of my uh, mem- you go you go what's that no Nick you go I'm listening to you now you're my guest go ahead Nick <laughs> sorry no 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 go um, go ahead go talk so the floor is yours. So towards the end of 2013, I, I was living in San Francisco and uh, went to a show. Um, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to keep this short. Um, went to a. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm hyped up. That was incredible. It was it was incredible. Nick, um, you're feeling you're, yeah. you're feeling good tonight, huh? I love the OCs. I do, too. I just want to ask you a question. You be honest. You get yes. into a little bit of that old uh, gran- Granny's medicine jar, right? A little bit, a little bit <laughs> Granny's medicine jar. What are you up to? What are you, what's what's happening for you right now? What you do? It's just really hot up here, Tom. It's it's we're 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 going through a heat wave. So the, you're just having uh, 
heat stroke is what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, you're starting to hallucinate. Got a castaway situation yeah. going here. You know, I'm going to look like a hot dog. You're going to chase me around the island. <laughs> One time in my life, I would yeah. like to laugh the way you just laughed. One time. One time. <laughs> kidding. Tell me the OC's thing you wanted to tell me, Nick. Okay. Um, towards the end of 2013, I was living in San Francisco. Uh, you were going off the air at WFMU. I uh, went to a show at a, a cool uh, little venue in the basement of a video store. Uh, one of the guys who did the theme song for the best show was performing there. We all listened to the last best show, WFMU. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and then three days later, um, went to the Winter Coat Drive, uh, um, and it was the last uh, OC show for for a minute. Um, uh, John Dwyer uh, went on stage and said, uh, "This is going to be it for a while." It was the last show with with that lineup. He did. Uh, uh, they gave out uh, all of their merch for free, and it, it was it was the end of their their San Francisco era, and it was just the end of the. Best show WFMU era. It was the end of uh, that era of OCs in San Francisco, and just you guys talking about the parallels between between you two. I just I that was wow. a, that was a weird week. And my friend Nick, yeah, yes. Look at us now. We both packed up our tents in 2013. Jump forward yep. ten years. I'm doing better yep. than I've ever done in my freaking life. I agree. I'm happier than I've ever been in my freaking life. And look at those C's. They're on strong. fire now. They're on fire. They got two dry. They got the drummer. They got the whole thing. It doesn't get any better. Could not be better. Yeah. Nick. Yeah. Tell me about. Voodoo Donuts. I've actually never been there. I've lived here 10 years and I've never uh, eaten there. What about that row of truck, that bo- that that square of trucks? What's that all about, those food trucks? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm not very. We're going to stick to the OC story. Thanks for the call, Nick. I appreciate it. That was good. Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. We got a couple lines open. Give a call now and get in on the action. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. This is uh, Joe Dana from Los Angeles. Now, this is a guy I know in real life. I've met him before. He's a good guy, quality human. What's up, Joe? Oh well, uh, I, I I had. A- uh, a quick thought I wanted to share with you, but I also, uh, I have an idea for, uh, best show 24 part two. Okay. I'm um, ready for so this idea. You- Cause look, you got some crazy ideas going on in between those two ears on your head. I can't wait to see what's up your sleeve. It's not the craziest idea, but you know, I, 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 as you know, I'm a big fan of Chalky Funk Wizard. And last yeah. time you had Chalky Funk Wizard, 
And last time, AP Mike couldn't make it to Best Show 24 Live, but they did a song together called Hard Times. So maybe this time around, Chalky comes back and AP Mike gets to be there live and do the song Hard Times together. We don't know. Look, we don't know who's going to be here just yet. Pieces are in motion. All I'm going to say, it's going to be a good time. Oh, I, I have no doubt about that. But I'm just saying in terms, we'll it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. That's a great idea. That's a, I like that. Yeah, idea. I, I would just, I would just love to see something like that. That'd be great. Oh my god! I like, well, yeah. Let's, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna figure some things out. That's a fantastic idea, Joe. Now tell me, who do you think is some kind of old timer who's hanging out in Los Angeles that we could get to come by and hang out for a little bit? Who's like? A very, uh, yeah, very, yeah. very, very, very interesting, famous person. They just happen to be floating around and not doing anything that week. Well, who, what, well you know, um, do, you, do you want like a performer or do you want someone who's like someone who's been around? I know uh, Pleasant, Pleasant Gaiman. She was the first person to, she's one of the first LA punk rockers mm. and one of the first person to have a punk zine. And she's in like every documentary yes, about absolutely. early LA punk uh, mm-hmm. music. And, and I know that she just, you know, lives pretty close to the best show studios. Um, I, you know, you know, I, I host a, a, a chili cook off once a year and have a quote unquote punk celebrities. This year I had um, the photographer, Ed Culver, Mm-hmm. Who's taken a lot of uh, a lot of famous uh, photos um, throughout the years and kind of been everywhere for everything uh, in those early days? Uh, people like that still still live out here. Yeah, and, well, um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to hit you up. We'll get some. We'll we'll uh, we'll kick some stuff around. This is that's the kind uh, of yeah, stuff I want to think of. Yeah. Um. I, I did have a, a, a if I if I have a little time I don't know how how much you're trying did, to boogie. Look, you you have time. I do just want to say, when it comes to punk though, I'm not a fan. My friend Bill Maher uh, told me about how punk sucks, <laughs> and he said there's one good punk band, Green Day, and uh, I like them a lot because he told me to like and them. That that's it. That's the only one. I can't find my clip. I have a clip of him talking about punk that I cannot find. Oh, woe is me. Where did my where did my Bill Maher punk clip go? I'll find it again. But go ahead. Yeah, the the, the Green Day got their name because, you know, uh Billy Joe was smoking too much weed that day and he thought like, "Oh, I've had a very green day." And he thinks mm-hmm. he has a he had like the worst name in music, but I, uh, I have a friend's band that hearing that story decided to call their band name white Knight. And through the years they had to explain to people throughout, throughout their time that they were not a racist band mm-hmm. and they eventually changed their name to weird night. <laughs> yeah. You might want to give up on some of those, uh, like don't dig in on the name that isn't 
land. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's not worth the fight. No, no, we're not racist. Well, the name is not, it's not doing anybody any favors. White Knight. I mean, yeah, they eventually changed it. Oof, but there was a few years there. There was just like, no, no, we're not, we're not that bad. No, no, please yeah. stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when people be like, you know, screwdriver, uh, the early stuff is, uh, it's like, really? It's like, it's before they're, before they're wh- white supremacy. It's like, is it worth it, though? There's other bands that were n- <laughs> never, never white supremacist band. Oh, screwdriver, they're not Nazis on these records. Yeah, okay. Gotta listen to some rickety bootleg of Screwdriver now to find the eight songs where there it's not hate speech. And 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 they're not that good. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I've heard the stuff. It's not that good. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not just like, oh, what am I gonna do? They're the worst humans, but this record is so good. It's like ain't that good. Um, can't find this freaking Bill Maher clip. Someone stole it. Probably that DHL guy. Um, the, Tom, I so when I, I know you've made uh, jokes about how many, uh, how how often LA radio plays Sublime and Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. but when I was a kid, LA radio would play a lot of The Doors, and yeah. we had murals of Jim Morrison everywhere, and. One one thing that the the whiskey a go go would do every year was there was a tribute band called Wild Child, and they would play every year on Jim Morrison's birthday, and the lead singer looked a lot like Jim Morrison. But this is when I was a teenager that I'd see these flyers. They use that same picture now of that guy that looked like Jim Morrison when I was a teenager. I'm I'm in my forties now, and the other day I was going by the whiskey a go go, and it said Wild Child with Robbie Krieger. And I thought that wow. was like was so funny. So hold um, on. So Robbie Krieger, I, I, the original Doors guitarist, plays in a Doors cover band now. For for Jim Morrison's birthday, he did. So it's oh, a Wild fun. Child with Robbie Krieger. Look, you can't. I'm trying to be like Wild Child, Joe. I'm trying to be get a Robbie Krieger here because it's just a Tuesday night. I'm Wild Child now. I'm the Doors cover band, trying to get someone I think in you the could door. Get Robbie Krieger. <laughs> what am I going to talk to Robbie Krieger about? I, I well, my brother and I were driving by. And we realized, you know, I, I remember hearing some story that the the Doors had some rule that they had to be unanimous on using their songs and music. Yes, and uh, and I realized that the only the only holdout. Is the drummer John Densmore? John and John Densmore shoots. He, to, he shoots down every. He was shooting down every um, chance to do just like uh, Pizza Hut things for uh, like pizza is strange when you're a strange. <laughs> like right. We we're, we just realized that there's two left, and so now it's kind of a race to see: Are we going to see Doors commercials very very soon or not? And that, yes. and that led to us doing just that, just what you just did, coming up with Doors commercials like, yeah. when the music's over, try a Bud Light. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Try like that. a Bud Light. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy. And I'll tell you one thing. If I owned a business, 
where you in any way, shape, or form rode a snake to a lake, I would be starting to save my money and get ready to buy the rights to a Doors song. <laughs> Joe, thank you for the call. I will talk thank to you Thank you soon. so much, Tom. You have a grand evening. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Hmm. That was a fun show. Again, 201-989-0012 that I want to talk to you all about. Let's see what's in the old notebook here. I had some notes. Now, Bed Bath & Beyond, we talked about that last week. I got yelled at by people. They didn't like my take on Bed Bath & Beyond. Um... Hmm. No. Um. Yeah. Let's. Let's. I'm just gonna. If people aren't gonna call, I will just ride the chat. We will talk through the chat. Yeah, and that Bed Bath and Beyond uh, guy. I feel bad about that. Sure, I zung him. Look, of course he was being a. Last week, I, a few weeks ago, I went to Bed Bath & Beyond the day they were closing, and the guy wouldn't let me use a Bed Bath & Beyond gift card. And I said, uh, come on. And then he wouldn't, and I said, what, are you going to get fired? And he was just like, actually, I don't care. Stop being a company, these company man people. Oh, I don't want to get in trouble. The store's open for 90 more minutes. And then literally the store closes. It is locked up and gone forever. You do not work here. Give me, let me use the gift card. Yeah, people really uh, coming in with Werner Herzog. Sure, bring Werner Herzog by. I'll talk to Werner Herzog. Hello, best show. Hi, this is Matt in Las Vegas. Matt in Las Vegas. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great tonight. Uh, How are things? Oh, thank you so much. How are things in Las Vegas? How are how's it going there? I mean, hot and grimy, but. uh, you know, that's what you mm-hmm. expect from Las Vegas. Now, when you say you live in Las Vegas, what is that like for somebody from that area? Like, how often do you come across any of the things that people identify as Los Angeles? I mean, Las Vegas. Like, the Strip. Well, I, I've only lived out, I've lived out here for about a year and a half, and I live maybe a mile away from the Strip, so I see a lot of it. But, uh, uh, you know, most locals here stay away from it mm-hmm. for the most part. How about the orb? What is that thing? <laughs> the sphere, the MSG sphere, the sphere. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's wild. I actually work a couple of, uh, blocks away from it. Uh, so, uh, it's pretty crazy, but it's also starting to break down already. It's getting dead spots in it. And it's only been open for 
a month and a half now. Now that is going to be the venue that you two play at. Mm-hmm. Is anybody but else? The Darren Aronofsky movie. Wait, what's that now? And they they filmed a, a Darren Aronofsky movie that's only playing there. At the Sphere, he made a movie that only plays in that Sphere. Yep, sounds super depressing. <laughs> It's actually kind of awesome. Now I know where not to go. You two, <laughs> you two, and a Darren Aronofsky movie are in there. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the heads up. I'm good. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah, You're very welcome. The idea. Wait, if I go in there, I'm going to see a Darren Aronofsky movie that's not available nowhere else, and you two might start playing. You don't yeah, and tickets are only what four hundred dollars. <laughs> you don't walk into the sphere. Anybody else announced who's going to be playing the sphere? Uh, I don't think they have announced anything else, <laughs> which is, you know, maybe not surprising. I heard Zany Zach is going to be doing some stuff at the sphere. <laughs> His uh, kids show. You should play the sphere. The two Tims get Tim Heidecker in there. Right? Oof. Get them in the sphere. Get Vic Berger in the sphere. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call, uh, my friend? Oh, well, uh, I had a suggestion for the live show, and uh, I had a celebrity encounter, if you want. A suggestion for the live show? You mean the 24-hour show? Absolutely. What do you got? Because they're all live. Well, I was hoping. You're saying you got a suggestion well, for yeah, the live yeah. show. They're all live. That's fair. That's fair. The 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 supreme 24 hour live show. Thank you. Because I'm live right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I I know that for a fact. I am because today is August 15th. <laughs> was that Siri? No, that was me. I'm just telling everybody that today is August oh. 15th. Live as can be. I'll hold up today's newspaper if you want. If only <laughs> I had $11 for a newspaper because they print 50 <laughs> of them now. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Well, uh, tell, me, tell me your idea for the 24-hour show. Well, I, I was hoping that you guys were going to do karaoke again. And I had mm. a request if I could put a request in. Not to do karaoke again? No, I, I would love to see karaoke no, that again. That was a joke. That was a joke, man. What what song oh, would you like to hear? What song would you like to hear? Well, I would like to hear Gary the Squirrel do Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Boz Lorman. It's a Boz Lorman advice song. Yeah, that would be pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think it'd be pretty killer. Matt, I was down on you. Now I couldn't be more up on you. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. What, so what is, what is your celebrity encounter? Well, this was inspired by the trailer for the 24-hour live show, mm. which started off with the 24 logo. Mm-hmm. Uh so I had an encounter with Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Uh, 
I used to I used to work at a uh, little divey bar in North Hollywood. Okay, what was the name of that bar? And you can say it. You don't work there anymore. I uh, it was called Star Garden. Star Garden. Okay. Yeah. And you were a bartender uh, at Star Garden. I was a DJ. A DJ at Star Garden. Yeah, I, it was. That, to be fair, it was a topless bar. It's a topless bar. What kind of music were you playing there? Well, that that kind of actually leads into Scott Walker. The story. What were you playing? Scott yeah. Walker, "The Plague" by Scott, Scott Walker. Walker. Yeah. Nothing but suicide. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Strangely, I did play yeah. suicide from time to time. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. So you're at Star Bar, Star Gardens. Star Star Garden, and I I got there early. It was a Friday night. I'm standing in the parking lot having a smoke, mm-hmm. and Keeper Sutherland just comes through the parking lot holding two bottles of liquor. We'll say allegedly for all of this, allegedly. Of course, because I don't know. You could be a maniac. You could be making this up. I don't know. 100%. 100%. But sees me, and I've never met him before, and he shuffles over to me and hands me one of the bottles of liquor and tells me to take a slug. So I'm like, you know, I might as well. Keeper Sutherland's asking me to take a slug of this. Yeah. I take one. And he goes, no, keep going. And so he makes me take a bigger slug and just goes, yeah, and takes the bottle away. Yeah. Runs, puts them in the trunk of a car, and then goes inside. Okay. So but then as far as, he's, inside, as, far as I, he knows, you're just a guy standing outside Star Garden. I'm some rando, yeah. So he brought a bottle of booze out to let a rando chug a lug. Yes, which... In itself is, uh, you know, less than savory, probably. Okay. So then he goes in. He goes in, and then I go in about five minutes later. I start my shift, and the thing, I, I he's in there with a group of friends at the bar, and I'm thinking, what does Keeper Sutherland want to hear? Mm-hmm. What is the song that he wants to hear right now? Yeah. What? Let me see if I can guess. Give me... Let's yeah. see. Do you think I can guess it? Um, we'll say it's a band that I know that you like a lot. Okay. Abba. No. Bruce Hornsby in the range. Uh, closer? Semisonic. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely not. Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> mm, farther away, probably. Give me a hint. Mm. Fuel. No, I would say they are probably in your top five favorite bands of all wow, time. Wow. Okay. The Velvet Underground. No, closer though. Or is it going to be the Beatles? No, it's not the Beatles. Who is it? Uh, I played Lemon Song. Oh, I played Led Zeppelin. You played the Lemon Song for him. 
and he danced like Robert Plant throughout the entire song. Cool. And then uh, he was leaving about five minutes later, ran over to me, grabbed me by the shoulders and said, be well, brother, kill them all. And then just ran off into the night. Well, I got to say, if you made that up, you just did Kiefer Sutherland the greatest service anyone has ever done. Because that sounds like <laughs> the ultimate meeting with anyone, let it's alone a famous person. It, best case scenario. It he was sees, the best case scenario. He sees you in the parking lot. I've heard horror stories. He sees you in the parking lot, says, take a slug. You start taking it, goes, nah, keep going. Then he goes, yeah. And then he goes in. Mm-hmm. And then you play the lemon song. He starts dancing like crazy and goes over to you and tells you, kill them all. Be be well. Be well, brother. Kill them all. That's literally how I'm going to handle everything from this point on. I (laughs) I think you should. This is me. I go into Paquito Moss, bring two (laughs) bottles of booze, tell the the poor person behind the counter take a slug keep going they go yeah then i get my order to go and i go be well brother kill them all the new tom i like it i I like it. it thank you i appreciate it and you have a great night. Bye-bye. Oh, no, 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 no. Hello, Best Show. Hey, Tom. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Who am I speaking to? This is Jason in Louisville, Texas. You're giving off some robot energy, Jason. Sorry, I think it's the AirPods, man, and it, yeah. I can't tell when you're live. My bad. Yeah, My you bad. just be yourself. No, just be yourself, Jason. Make like you're just hanging out with a couple bros. <laughs> there you go. Now the natural <laughs> laugh is entering, because this is what you sounded like at first. Yeah. Hey, Tom. This is Jason from Texas. You're one you're one inch away from you know you you know you almost sounded like paging Mr. Harmon. Paging Mr. Harmon. Like well you almost had that energy going. Well what part of Texas are you in, Jason? Which part of Texas are you in? The terrible part? Or the awful part? Or the one part that's nice. Waco The people around the people around me are nice. It's it's okay. near Denton. It's in between Denton. People and like it out there. Uh, People like it out in Denton. They like it in uh, Austin. Yeah, I'm a fan I, of. I like it. the, I'm a fan of Waco. As you may right. know, the Dr Pepper Museum. Yeah, the Dr yeah, yeah. Pepper Museum. I recorded a, a single called "The Wacko from Waco" uh, about David Koresh. Due to shipping problems, I was unable to fulfill any orders, and I have a storage locker filled with 350,000 copies of my single, The Wacko from Waco. 
their CDs. They shipped them all to IMUS. Their CD singles also. Their CD singles. Oh, that makes sense. They have Moby Worms stenciled on them now. They don't have Moby Worms stenciled on them. It was of the time. I wrote a song about David Koresh, got in the studio real fast, recorded it, put all my money into it. Then shipping problems, the orders didn't get fulfilled. Now I'm stuck with that many copies of the Wacko from Waco. So if anybody's looking to to buy them, give me a heads up. You said single or CD single? CD single. Okay, just to clarify, there's, a, there's different markets for that, discogs yeah. and whatnot. Less of a market. Yeah. Less of a market for that one. It's such a limited press, too. You can't. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's tough about the shipping rate. I mean, yeah, we really got. DHL. It must have been it DHL. It must have been DHL. Freaking DHL. Yep. So tell me, well, well, what's going on tonight, Jason? What's going on tonight? I, I was just... I was just really stoked about the OCs. It's hard to follow that with anything, and I hate to do a callback, but the Lance Bangs conversation from last week was really great, and getting to hear about, you know, Bill Doss and Olivia Trimmer Control. And yeah. Best show started off on my TV in my house Look with that. opera. Look at that. I mean, that. it was, yeah, there, I mean, I've got Cubist Castle hanging above the TV. Like, mm-hmm. Bill Doss is the real deal. So I, yeah. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't let, I couldn't let it go by and not bump it up one more time. That, you know, All right. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate Lance, that. At Lance, Lance, Lance Bangs threw in on an elephant six movie and it's opening nationwide. And for the next couple of weeks, we'll just get to walk I, in and watch this movie about them. It's really great. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Jason. You're a quality guy. That's really great. You're a quality guy. Thanks, man. And you, you are too, pal. Well, thank appreciate you. It, I pre- you too, pal. You have a great night. Horseman. Sound off. Sounding off. Pat. <laughs> yeah. What would you like to happen in the 24-hour uh, Best Show 24? What would you like to see happen? I would like without giving anything away. Don't give anything away. Mm-hmm. I would like for us to all join hands and sing a song, harmonized in however many vocal parts that would be in the Forever Dog Studio. No That's other very sweet. no other instruments. No so other you instruments. want us to do like a. Uh... Like Hacapella. some old bar- barbershop quartet style stuff. Yeah. So like you want old... the four horsemen to turn into a barbershop quartet? I know. I wanted to expand huh. to uh, eight eight of us or however many of us there are. Okay. And, That's and too it's many like horsemen. a gospel. It's like a gospel harmony. You want to do a gospel. Well, you know, it's a good gospel song I know. Uh, I'm not a so I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got soul, but I'm not, not a, soldier, a soldier. Right? See that we're halfway got there. Got soul, but I'm not a soldier. You know Come that on, song? Jason. Let's do it on three. One, two, three. 
I got sober and not a soldier. I got sober and not a soldier. I got sober. I love it. That's we're gonna do that, and also I'm gonna do. Uh, you gotta be a football hero. You gotta be like those, those songs. Um, we could do our prayer from Smile. Our prayer goes like this. Ooh, ah, ah. Right? Oh, it goes. Oh, ah, ah. Our prayer, Beach Boys. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> this is the world's worst Beach Boys cover That's group. It. That's it. <laughs> we do only the weird ones like that. We're going to do uh, Hanging Out with Big Daddy's Garage or wherever that one was. <laughs> those rap session with Big Daddy or those like. Yeah. Every one of these bands. Write an extra song. It's a big deal. You got to get big hanging out with Big Daddy in the, like, like the the most like like oh we got to do a fun song. It's fun. No, maybe I just want to listen to another song. Fun songs. What are some of these dumb Beach Boys songs? Hold on a second. Now I'm mad. Not mad. Joke. What is the one? It's like the flipty flop, flip flop, flying in an airplane. Well, that's a great song. That's Al Jardine's Loop de Loop, which Loop-de-loop. everybody knows. Anybody who had the landlocked bootleg from 7071 knows that Loop de Loop <laughs> was an Al Jardine hidden treasure. Loop de Loop, flip flop, flying in an airplane. Loop de Loop. When you're gonna fly in an airplane, when the flying circus comes to town. Great song. Up there. No, it, it, it's, it is a great song. Put that in loop-de-loop. This guy's putting loop-de-loop. Mike, can you believe this guy's putting down loop-de-loop? Yeah, no. Uh, did you have those bootlegs where it's just them harmonizing over and over again? Yeah, I had, I had every one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy at work who gave them to me, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that deep. I'm not that mm-hmm. deep. I'm not ready for this. Well, are you ready for this? Plane sound? This is plane sound. You know it's serious when there's a plane coming through. Come on. Play, you piece of garbage. Play. Play. I told you to play. Computer, play. Play. We can hear no loop-de-loop tonight. Now, I had a stacks of tracks, which was the instrumental things, and then I had plenty of bootlegs that were like... um. Just set so much session stuff. I would just go to New York, buy any Beach Boys bootleg I saw. And this is 16, 17-year-old Tom at that point. Go to, what street was it? Eighth you'd go to, Mike? Yeah, the one you went upstairs. You go, that, that one, you go upstairs and you got Grace Papaya downstairs, <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Right on that corner. You'll you go, you spend $70 on a Beach Boys bootleg that you hope doesn't <laughs> suck, and then you go, you have no money left, so you, you have $2 for the rest of the day. Thankfully, Grace Papaya is there. You get the hot dog and... And who doesn't love the combination of a hot dog and juice? Boy, that was a that was a real taste sensation they figured out there. I'll get the uh, I'll get two hot dogs uh, with extra onions and relish, uh, extra mustard also, and uh, yeah, some pineapple juice. <laughs> a little mango. <laughs> yes, I'll get some mango, and they had those barrels as if they were like. <laughs> they, there was nothing in those barrels. I can't believe that place is gone. Can't believe I can't believe it was ever there. <laughs> they still have one left up on Ninety Sixth Street for Grace Papaya. Yeah, Pat. I think that's the original. I think I need you to go there tonight <laughs> and get one hot dog. Yeah, we'll stay live until you get up we'll there. We'll stay Pat. live until you get to Ninety Sixth Street. <laughs> One regular hot dog, please. Just order one hot dog, and I want you to go in and only have a thousand dollar bill. <laughs> yes, one hot dog in a small water, please. And you slide a thousand dollar bill across the counter. Can you sell me a hot dog? I love it. Look, Best Show 24 is coming. Get ready. September 12th, 13th. If you got things, people reach out to me. I'm telling you, the door is open. The door is open. You got some, you got some things you think it'd be a good fit, but we're talking real stuff. I, I don't want you to say, yeah, my uncle, uh, you know, my uncle has a banjo and he'd like to uh, come down. Actually, man, I might not, that might not be the worst thing. Just drop a line if you got some cool ideas. There's me, there's Dudio, there's everyone. You hit them up. You find everybody. Get the word out. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Fun show next week. Get ready. We got a good one. Uh, I want to thank OCs for playing, John Dwyer, everybody doing it. Paul Catrone, thank you for making that all happen. You're the best. and. Lisa and Brett Davis, Brett Bowen for filming. Everybody who's in there. I know I'm missing people. Wes, I want to thank Wes, the amazing Wes. How could I forget Wes? Wes, I'm sorry. It's very tough. Thank you, Wes. You're the best. But most of all, I want to thank the million point man, Andrew Gleason. Thanks so much, Tom. Well, thank you for the great sounds you gave all of us with OCs live in the studio. And now we're going to say goodbye by listening to something from You Know I Love the Poo Sticks. This is the latest band from Hugh and Amelia. Swansea Sound. Here it is. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. 
The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne. Segment producer, Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. And follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.